Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and I am so excited to welcome the directing duo Daniels, also known as Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. They have a new film out called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which stars Michelle Yeoh. You may know Daniels from their feature debut, Swiss Army Man, which had Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, or from their music videos, including the epic video for Turn Down for What? Just a mild spoiler alert, we don't talk too much about the specifics of the plot of the film, but there are some things that if you're particularly sensitive to spoilers, you might want to avoid listening until you see the movie. And without further ado, here's we're interviewing who? What do you think the most emotionally challenging scene was to get right? Hmm. Uh, I mean, it kind of depends if we're talking writing, shooting, or editing. Uh, so editing, I would say when Jobu first shows up, who's you know, Joy's alter ego. The goal is for the villain to kind of take what's already a challenging movie and turn it on its head even further. And it was really an adventure with Paul, our editor, trying out music cues and editing techniques and how weird to make it so that ideally the whole movie you're supposed to feel how Evelyn feels. And we were just trying to find that balance of how to make her scared but also make it funny and also make it still connect somewhere to that daughter. Anyway, but I think that that we did like that, 20 edits of that scene. <laughs> but that funnels over into one of the, I think one of the most challenging performances of the whole movie is just when Stephanie, the actress who plays Joy in Jobu, has to kind of talk about an everything bagel as if it is just the most beautiful, horrific, cosmic, but also personal thing. And... It's so easy for that. It would be so easy for that to become just like a really dumb joke. But the way she she performs it, you feel, you feel what I think a lot of us are feeling, which is like this like overwhelming sense of nihilism because there's so much going on, and she's able to turn this stupid joke into this really beautiful moment. And like mm -hmm. to me, that's just like, ooh, this is fun. This is tonal gymnastics. That um, is that was the reason why we wanted to write this movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was probably some of the most emotionally tonally difficult stuff. But I mean every. Every actor had, a, every actor and actress in this movie had a very, very hard time, uh, or just a hard job, and they excelled. Mm -hmm. So we're so excited for people to see that. Did your parents have expectations for you growing up in terms of what they wanted to do? You did it. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so funny. So. I'm lucky that I I'm I'm the second kid, right? I think the first kid always. Um, just, they just take the full blast of that yeah, expectation. <laughs> and so, you know, I, you know, shout out to my older sister who was able to survive all that. But also something really interesting happened to me because even though there was a lot of expectations, I think for some reason I ended up internalizing all that. And I actually ended up making the expectations way harder on me than even my parents uh, past a certain point. Because mm -hmm. I think my mom found, could see like... Even though she didn't have the language for it, you know, she could see I had ADHD. I didn't even have like I basically I got diagnosed while writing this movie, but uh, she basically told me when I was applying to college, I can see that if you don't care about something, Daniel, you will be terrible at it and you will fail. And she was basically like, you will fail at most things. She like very blunt. Like, well, that's just how yeah, they are. Yeah, you know, it's like. Yeah, and I was like, she Mom, wanted you to go to exactly. business school, but then no. she was like, wait, you're going to do bad there. Exactly. No, never yeah. mind. Never yeah. mind. Don't yeah. go there. <laughs> exactly. yeah. No, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to go down the safe route mm -hmm. just because I was filled with so much fear most of my life. Um, because, you know, and so I, I completely agreed with my mom. I was like, mom, you're right. I'm going to be really bad at most things. And that's just how my life, I've always been bad at most things in my life. And she said, I think you should go to film school. And I was like, what? 
mom, you're, 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 you don't understand how hard that is. That like, like I, I, if I do that, I'm going to fail and then it's going to be terrible. I don't want, I don't want to waste our, any, anyone's time. Um, so I went to school for business. <laughs> That's the most confusing Asian story I've ever I heard. Know. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I was the exact opposite. Exactly. Yeah. No. Totally. It doesn't. And and to my mom's credit, she could she could see something about me that like even though she wanted so much more and she she had very high expectations, I we bashed heads most of my childhood and finally she just realized this is who I am. I'm someone who has to chase my passion and I didn't listen to her and I was miserable. And then finally a year after being at this school that I was just hated, I told myself like, I would rather risk everything and go do film than have to live the rest of my life like this. And so I was like, mom, you're right. Mm. And I'm sitting here right now. And she was hundred percent right. So anyways, it was a very strange, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. We both have, business moms who are like uh secret like artist artist dreamers right Um, yeah your mom does a lot of art too. yeah my mom's an artist but uh didn't do ended up not pursuing it as a career but i think that was always made her more supportive than most you know when i wanted to go sing and dance yeah (laughs) because yeah my mom Um, my mom loves to sing she does she's picked up ballroom dancing she does ballroom competitions now she mm -hmm. loves karaoke she wished you know she's a frustrated actress in in a in the body of a businesswoman so yeah it's it's very she yeah even for her generation she was a little bit um unique in that way yeah Yeah. all everything you're saying i'm like oh yes this is clearly reflected in like a lot of what (laughs) you made a movie yeah. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, I was rewatching Swiss Army. I was like, oh, Swiss Army Man is to daddy issues as everything I've ever uh, is to mom issues. <laughs> We're working through the therapy. I, I've, heard, I've heard that before, yeah, yes. Yeah. About, you know, just, okay, through, yeah. yeah. Um, my follow up question was going to be how do you or did you explain to them what you do now? But it sounds like your mom mm. knows what film school is and <laughs> are your parents. Yeah, they, understand? uh, they're understanding, but also, uh, confused sometimes by the niche that we've pursued you know yeah. like because understandably they're like you're in that we're so lucky that we can make money from making movies right. and it's such a rare privilege it's to, such uh, a privilege and and we took that privilege and we used it to make what we wanted to make not necessarily what uh paid the best and that was very uh confusing yeah, um, it but, still is sometimes. We're yeah, like, after ten years of, of that, like my mom would be like, you know, because my, my mom is always like, you know what, my, my one of my favorite things you've done that Apple commercial you did. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks, mom. I'm mm-hmm. glad you like it. It's like it's it's just really well done, and like my friends really like it. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I get that. <laughs> um, but I think in some ways this this movie we always joke about how it accidentally became a, a like a funny metaphor for what it's like for us to show our our parents specifically our moms our work you know jobu tupaki is almost a a, a rep- like a embodiment of our short films of our short films of like swiss army it's like oh no this person and like so much of so much of like especially with like asian parents it's all about reputation and like the way you are perceived reflects on them and so to create a character like jobu tupaki to basically be you know evelyn's worst nightmare was, is a, it was very funny because it's like, oh, that's just what we do to our parents every time we release something. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really, it's honestly, it's, it's really beautiful because every single time we release something, it goes on this similar cycle where at first there's like almost like a, okay, 
um, good job. You know, like a, a very polite good job, but like they kind of keep keep it at a distance. But then once they see how the world reacts to it, you know, like turn down for what's a really good example. First time my mom saw that, I called her, and then she, was, she all she had to say was, technically it, it's very impressive, but I think you should read more books. Right. <laughs> Um, but then you know, obviously, it, you know, it ended, up, it ended up winning a Grammy, and um, my mom was there, and she had her finger nominated. Nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, right, yeah, we got nominated for that, but VMAs. Sorry, we won a VMA, and my yeah. mom was there. And, fact check. And, yeah, thank you. Good fact check. Good check. <laughs> but she had painted "Turn Down for What" the lyrics on her nails, and she was like, you know, so it's just like the transformation that she had to go through in order, to, like, to grow into understanding what we do and that's kind of what the you know evelyn's journey is like by the end of this movie she had to grow and expand her mind to be able to be big enough to accept all of her daughter which is like yeah it was really important for us to create something from our parents perspective and not from our perspective if that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. yeah continuing with my therapy question uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, let's get into it these are having nice like, what is the nicest thing a parent has ever said to you mm. wow wow nicest thing i think that's a fun question i'd love to just like sit and journal and come up with like you know and then try to come up with the, the actual nicest yeah. but uh on the topic of us sharing movies you know with them um i watched my mom missed the premiere of swiss army man because her flight got delayed and she was so sad oh, <laughs> she was yeah. in the lobby <laughs> during the screening oh, for like the second half uh but then i watched it with her the next night for the second screening and it was really actually nice that I didn't have to worry about premiere nerves and got to just be there with her and, and I did not know what she would think. Um, and it, and I had said beforehand, like, we hope we, 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 like we build it as like, it's a perverted movie, but we wanted our moms to like it. Like we'd never wanted it to be like so abrasive that it was just like, unwatchable for our moms you know yeah like hard r uh that's a litmus test yeah friendly yeah. yeah but we weren't sure if we pulled that off but anyway the movie ended and my mom like with tears in her eyes like uh squeezed my shoulder and said i loved it <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that and i had to go give there. a q a and like fight back tears on stage because i was just thinking about how like i did not expect her to you know right away to connect with it right yeah. away compliment it you know yeah. but she loves music and i think she really loved the music you know it just made right. it easier yeah there, yeah, two two answers. First, the most immediate thing is like, you know, my dad is very, you know, stoic as as dads are tend to be, um, and uh, you know, he's never he's never been affectionate, never really said like I love you, I'm proud of you. That you know, it's a classic Asian dad. Never, I've never heard that growing up, you know. And I'm in my thirties now, and so he, uh, after our movie, he came after this most recent one in Austin, just like a week ago. Um, he like came up to me like, and he was glowing and, he, and you know you never see him smile he was glowing and he just like squeezed my shoulder and said I am so so proud of you which is like you got it you got oh, the moment can you, you believe the... it though yeah. I like it, 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 I'm <laughs> still exactly, exactly like no it was really mind <laughs> it was mind blowing it was mind melting and it was um, you know later on he joked about like and through a text message he's like oh I'm, I'm sending this text from another universe you know it's like he's like he, like he even said usually i'm very stoked but i'm sending this text message from another universe yeah. mm -hmm. which is like it's so wonderful to see that this movie give people around me the language to talk to each other in this yeah. way with, you know when we don't have the tools for it normally so that was mind-blowing it you know it makes sense though because like Mich michelle yo is one of my dad's heroes so like to him this was like 
you, you made it. Exactly. <laughs> right. like, yeah. My son has done something so, so massive and so important. So that was cool. And then I'd say the nicest act my mom ever gave me, because like my mom says a lot of things and it's all like tough love and real love. And she's very, you know, she's a very interesting um, mom that way. But like one of the things that she did when I was in second grade, she, she took me out of school um, which at the time I was like, why am I taking out of school or whatever? But her explanation was, I read a story that you wrote, Daniel, when you were in first grade. And the story was so imaginative and playful and specific. And then I read something you wrote in second grade. And it's, it, it, it looked, it's, it's just like, it, it, it read like someone had like taken part of your brain out and you were just like becoming whatever. And so she's like, I can't let this happen to my, my son's creativity. And so she took me out of school and homeschooled me for a couple of years. To, um, and I, I really do think that that act, as, as, as a kid, I didn't really understand it. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yes, it makes sense. I have ADHD. I don't, I don't do well in big classroom settings. And so she gave me this environment where I could just like chase the things I wanted to chase. And like, um, I think that one act was just like one of the biggest like acts of love a mother. Because she has four kids and the fact that she wanted to like become a full-time teacher and teach like it was the whole thing is wild so yeah i yeah so that was like i don't know if that's like the nicest thing she ever said but like it was like the nicest yeah. thing she ever said was your new story sucks <laughs> yeah i'm taking you out of school exactly yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, exactly uh -huh. yeah, yeah second exactly. grade you was terrible yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> what happened what happened yeah. to first grade you yeah. tough love yeah wow, exactly wow, how, how impressive that part that would have just like <sighs> So I know um, it's wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of music, and this is gonna be a segue, but speaking of music and also Swiss Army Man, because I was re-listening to it and the soundtrack, um, there's there's a line in I think it's called River Rocket, mm -hmm. and it's uh, we're all here for a purpose. Everything, everywhere, battles to everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you say your purposes are? Fuck. <laughs> I told you as a character. We're all here for a purpose. <laughs> is this, is this um, just for you? And yeah. like, like, is this going through the rest of the rest of the I mean, ideally, but you know, if you want me to cut it, I'll cut it. No, no, we should no. thank Andy because that was just written by Andy Hull, inspired by the screenplay. Yeah, we didn't um, write those lyrics for that song. He did. They initially we reached out to them to just help us with some melodies and stuff. And they responded to the script, Andy and Robert, and just started sending songs and writing songs. And they were yeah. like, please let us score the movie. And we were like, oh, okay, these are incredible. Um, but yeah, it was, anyway, uh, so he, planted, just, he planted, planted the seed. seed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 a great, it's a fun little through line. You're very, <laughs> very tuned in. Mm -hmm. um, what is our purpose? Uh, <laughs> I, we're big Kurt Vonnegut fans, so I, I love the, uh, you're put on this earth to fart around, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, um, it's... Which is a Swiss Army Man appropriate yeah, quote yeah, as yeah. well. A little interpretation. Um, yeah. But I, uh, lately I have like somewhat of a life philosophy of like um, reflect, trying to reflect on my life and, and aspire to having like a net positive effect on the world. And, and then, and I'm cynical enough that that's a hard task, you know, like I don't think it's easy to have a net positive on the planet as like a human being wandering around, you know, buying things wrapped in yeah, we whatever. To take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're kind of destructive <laughs> creatures. And, and, and like that is kind of the aspiration and it's, and I, and I find it therapeutic and, and fun and, uh, to, to constantly kind of like try to do that, you know? Um, 
Yeah, I think. Um, but I'm blowing it. No, work to be, yeah, work no, to be done. exactly. Work to be. Yeah, you, <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh god, exactly. I flew here in was, business. I was gonna tell you the other day. It's like you could try a little harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To I saw you eat that yeah. meat this morning. Um, the, so <laughs> um, the the, the short term answer to that, like the new answer to that right now, because I think it probably changes every month, every day. Um, but right now, just reflecting on this film, we were. I, I was always very self conscious of. The fact that we're maximalist artists, you know, I think so much of art in every medium is about um, celebrating um, distillation and finding the essentialized essence of things, you know, <laughs> essentialized essence. Yeah. Um, mm. And our work does not do that. Our work is always adding on, adding on, adding on, making how much more can we contain in this thing and still make it work and hold hold something um truthful in there you should sell your own perfume called maximalism yeah exactly. it's a little bit like of everything pepper spray the essence, <laughs> the yeah. essence yeah. of everything yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk to a24 but but what i'm realizing now like now that we've done this movie this this movie that we thought was going to be impossible to con- to contain all of it i'm realizing how important maximalist art is for people today because so much of history and so much of art and so much of, of our stories we tell ourselves have has been about cutting out and removing and you know in that process of course things get sidelined and things get marginalized and, and that might that that includes all sorts of things people or um you know types of um yeah yeah all sorts of things get sidelined in that process and right now we're in a we live in a world where there's so much happening um that we have to find new stories that can kind of contain as much as possible and still hold something truthful for it to actually, um, I think for it to actually feel honest. Um, so I feel like maximalist art is like, at least today, I feel like it's very important. And I, I you know, I think I want to save the world with it. Somehow, you, know? <laughs> yeah, you want to like not leave an imprint on the world. Yeah. Like you want to save the world. Right. Exactly, like, exactly. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the last one is also a therapy question. Um, oh my god! How do you define personal success now, and how has that changed from earlier in your life? So it's probably related mm. to reason, but you know, mm. how has it changed? I think it's probably the, the core of that. Yeah, yeah. I can give my spiel about role models. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like fell in love with film in middle school, and then had a growing list of filmmakers I admired, and then uh, adjusted that list to to try to include people who may had had a whole career, not just one good movie, and then adjusted it to include people who weren't assholes who had a whole career. Okay. Not short. Yes, shorter <laughs> list. Uh, and then adjusted it to people who aren't has- assholes who have a whole career and also aren't absentee parents. Uh, and the list got tiny. Uh, and um, And so, yeah, that's, I think... I value the success of our relationships just as much as our work, you know, and trying to, I'm very proud of the community of friends and artists that we love, that we spend time with and that we don't just focus on uh, what's the biggest next movie, but also on uh, did Dan get to play with Gio uh, at all lately, which, yeah, anyway. (sighs) Yeah, that's a big question, but I I think... Yeah, I think to me it's like there's so much so much noise right now and everyone is fighting for your attention and the last thing I want to do is to add to that noise. And so if it means we take longer between movies and that means everything that we work on is 
a, a more concerted effort to do something special with the audience's time, um, that would that would be a great success. To know that we're not, I, I call it a unethical attention extraction is, is what we're all doing to each other. We're just like stealing each other's time and uh, without thinking about it. And I, I think just the fact that we get a chance to take a step back and be thoughtful about how we use our audience's attention is something that I'm really hmm. excited about and proud of. You know, I think this movie, you know, it's two, it's like two hours and 15 minutes, but I think it's, it's two hours and 15 minutes well spent, hopefully. Wow. <laughs> so if you have, a, if you tweet a generic tweet hmm. to 10 million followers, you have unethically extracted like years and years of human potential. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> I mean, so unethically extracted. Great name for a second set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unethically extracted. Ew. Essence of everything. Yeah. What does that smell like? Oh, no. Well, thank you guys thank so much. I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you again later. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this was, this was fun. A huge thank you to Daniel and Daniel. Everything Everywhere All at Once is starting to roll out in theaters and it'll be out wide on April 8th, 2022. And if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.